0: This is Angus. Welcome to Angus's Appendices, a Kirby's Kids one shot. Shot! Welcome back, kids, and thanks for listening. Today, we come to our conclusion Captain Marvel Month. We will be covering Captain Marvel number one. Yes, you heard that right. Another Captain Marvel number one, but this time from 2014. Our writer is Kelly Sue DeConnick, and you'll recognize that name as she is also the author of Captain Marvel number one from 2012, and artist David Lopez. This is a continuation, not a full-blown reboot, but a continuation of the Captain Marvel narrative with the Carol Danvers character, but focusing in in more detail in her life, her struggles, and her pursuit of self-identity as she has now taken on the Captain Marvel mantle. But before we get into our story, let's engage in a little creative chatter, where we'll talk a little further about Kelly Sue DeConnick and David Lopez. Whoever is this artist and this writer, I must meet them creative chatter. Now, in our creative chatter, let's talk a little bit about Kelly Sue DeConnick. Again, we covered her in pretty good detail in our previous episode of Captain Marvel 2012. But what I'd like to highlight here is her involvement, along with her husband, in developing television and original comics. And indeed, they had just been signed by Legendary's television division to develop original comics adaptations and provide them to Legendary. Legendary TV. deconic is the co-creator of Image Comics published Bitch Planet and Pretty Deadly, the later of which earned her an Eisner Award nomination for Best Writer. Of course she's well known as being the author of the rebranded run of Captain Marvel for Marvel Comics and she is the underlying source for the Captain Marvel film which is about to premiere here in the beginning of March. David Lopez is our artist and this is a great introduction of his work the the Captain Marvel character. David was born in Las Palmas, De Gran Canaria, from the Castilian origin, living in Zaragoza, Spain. He's been doing comics his entire life. He first crossed the Atlantic in 2001 and started working at DC Comics, where he created Fallen Angel with fan-favorite writer Peter David. After that, he did a 30-issue no-scale run on Catwoman with Will Pfeiffer at the scripts. In 2008, he jumped to the House of Ideas, where he drew some Hawkeye and Mockingbird books. In 2011, he drew Mystic and nominated for an Eisner and Harvey Awards with scripts by G. Willow Wilson and also drew for New Mutants. Until 2013, he worked on several X-Men properties and a couple of Spider-Man books. Between 2014 and 2015, he collaborated with Kelly Sue DeConnick on Captain Marvel and later on Captain Marvel and Carol Kors. After that, he drew the all-new Wolverine with Tom Taylor writing. So as you can see, David was put to work very quickly. First, making a name for himself over at DC Comics, and then later finding himself over at the House of Ideas, otherwise known as Marvel. Now, let's move on to our literary aisle, where we'll delve a little deeper into Captain Marvel number 1, 2014. Our land hole. There's our literary aisle. Now that we're over on our literary aisle, just like to provide an overview of this particular book. It is, unlike previous books, not a full blown origin story, but actually a continuation of the Carol Danver's character's struggles and looking for self identity while now becoming the Captain Marvel character. The comic opens up in a series of events where Captain Marvel is turning around a project. Projectile that's heading towards Earth. And she is teamed up with none other than Iron Patriot. So she and Rhodey are taking care of an incoming projectile that is heading towards Earth. And going about turning this projectile around. They're doing all of this in the support of SWORD. And while working for SWORD. They are collaborating towards beefing up their capacity to basically guard Earth. Or protect Earth from any sort of hostilities. Her residence in this particular Comic, this being Carol Danvers, is none other than in the crown of Lady Liberty herself, the Statue of Liberty. It's pretty cool. She has an apartment up there in the crown and she's overlooking the skyline of Manhattan. And while she's there, she's visited by none other than Tony Stark, who provides her with a challenge and assignment, and that being to become an Avenger out in space, essentially pre position herself out there so she can detect any sort of trouble that might be heading towards Earth. With this particular assignment, she's a bit conflicted. She wants to undertake this, but at the same time feels compelled towards her obligations and duties there locally on Earth. She really has become a very close associate with Iron Patriot, as well as Tony Stark. And this is a reflection of her being in the leadership position for the Avengers. As they're taking in what is going on in New York City, and this being both Tony Stark and Carol Danvers, they break up a small crime event that takes place their banter back and forth with respect to what use Carol would be still combating these sort of smaller crimes and where really her strengths would reside in being that cosmic defender of Earth so as they continue along in their banter back and forth she ultimately agrees to take on the assignment that Stark has challenged her with and that is be that patrol that rover out in the cosmos out in outer space then our story switches to none other than McGuire Air Force Base. And this is an interesting little twist. I grew up in southern New Jersey and actually not that far from McGuire Air Force Base. My house was actually within that flight pattern. And I have many a fond recollection of going to the air show there, not only seeing the Thunderbirds, but also Blue Angels who would come through every other year. So Carol is flying out of McGuire Air Force Base and you see her in the cockpit as a Air Force officer. Officer, And what's cool about this is it brings about a normalization of her duties as a military officer, not just in her Captain Marvel suit and flying out into space, but actually performing duties as a United States Air Force pilot. She then lands the plane and they end up coming into a birthday gala for one of her heroes who she had actually taken up on a flight with her. The scene there at this birthday party celebration surprise party is one of great celebration. but then there's a private moment where she and Rhodey uh, leave the hangar where this particular birthday party is taking place. And it is first revealed there that Rhodey, Iron Patriot, and Carol Danvers actually happen to be a couple. They are dating. So you have two Air Force officers here dating, which I think is a very cool glimpse into Carol Danvers' private life. And it really begins to bring up the conflict that sometimes can happen amongst military couples when one is sent. On one assignment, and one is sent on another assignment. They're not at the same duty station. They need to perform their duty as they have taken their oath to do, but at the same time, by doing that, they will not be uh, with each other for quite a while. There's this separation anxiety that happens. There is dealing with long distance relationships. What's great. About this is Kelly Sue Really hones in on this element Building up the relationship between these two The tension The desire for Carol to still want to Be here on Earth Serving with Rhodey But at the same time Understanding her higher calling To go out into the cosmos And defend Earth from possible threats Rhodey ultimately understands Carol's conundrum And supports her And in that it's really, really great It's cool to see that After they have very passionately discuss this, and they each understand their duties and obligations that they are indeed a supporting couple of one another. So, Carol ultimately with Rhodey's blessing too, and she didn't need his blessing, but it was nice for him to fully understand Carol's calling and her mission here as Captain Marvel, to go ahead and serve out there. And, you know, there's always that room for misunderstanding as far as, well, you know, are you choosing the assignment over me? No, it's not. Rhodey ultimately asks, hey, how long is this assignment? And she says, I don't know, maybe a year. And is this what you want? Rhodey asks. And are you sure? And she says yes. And then Rhodey turns around and says, then you gotta go. So he fully understands what's going on here. And he says, I'll be uh, many things for you, Carol Danvers, but I'm never gonna be the one that holds you down. That's an awesome, awesome exchange between those two. And really shows an understanding and nurturing couple. So once they get done their little scene together and they're under the stars and taking a look up there as to where Carol is going to be. What's very cool is the following that happens and it's a great great scene where Rhodey's holding Carol and under the Captain Marvel moniker and it's blocked out with a red background and has the Captain Marvel star there. Have you ever seen a little girl run so fast she falls down? And then there's an instance, a fraction of a second before the world catches hold of her again. A moment when she's outrun every doubt and fear she's ever had about herself, and she flies. In that one moment, every little girl flies. That is a very empowering observation, and she concludes with, I need to find that again. Like taking a car out into the desert to see how fast it can go, I need to find the edge of me. And maybe if I fly far enough, I'll be able to turn around and look at the world and see where I belong. So Carol's calling as Captain Marvel in this particular issue literally is to go out into the cosmos, take this assignment, and find herself. Find her calling find her purpose this is a magnificent way to round out this issue introducing carol danvers now In that Captain Marvel role, as where Captain Marvel number one from 2012 was a transitional book. It transitioned from her being Ms. Marvel to Captain Marvel. Now, this Captain Marvel number one from 2014 truly establishes her mission, the theme of this particular run, and that is finding her purpose, where she belongs, how she can take all of those powers that she has as Captain Marvel and apply them in the best way possible to serve the cause. Cosmos in providing a new take on the visuals. I was a Big fan of Dexter Soy's work. However, I will say David Lopez's work here. It complements Soy's. I'd say it's a lighter version of it. I really liked the stark contrast, the darker tones of Soy's work. But I think Lopez treads a fine line and provides the reader with the you know lighter, brighter that Marvel is known for, while also keeping the contrasting darker tones when seriousness is called for in this book. So for instance, when you have Carol Danvers and Rhodey talking outside of the party, outside of the hangar, it is nighttime, but it utilizes darker shades, darker tones. There are deep conversations happening there, and I think the coloring as well as the illustrations reflect the seriousness of the conversation. The artwork at the beginning of this particular book is really cool because you open up with Captain Marvel on a different planet actually, performing duties outside of Earth. It's cool to see some alien races being incorporated. Her spreading her wings, if you will, and finding her way through the cosmos, which really foreshadows then the story of her needing to make that decision. Do I take the assignment and leave Earth, or do I stay here and continue you, what I've been doing all along. This particular book I would recommend for all ages. It's a very fine continuation story. It really sets the tone for this series now of Carol Danvers exploring her identity as Captain Marvel, heeding her call, serving the cosmos by protecting Earth, and at the same time growing into the responsibilities and the mantle that is Captain Marvel. That concludes Captain Marvel Month. I hope. you've enjoyed this as much as i have the research into the evolution of this character was a lot of fun but also at times it get confusing it was good running that deconfliction and as you can see from the various fits and starts with respect to carol danvers character she is now finally in a very solid place heading into this big screen premiere with deconic having come on board providing that voice that strong character and allowing much more depth of character to occur now in the Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel roles. Please leave us a message with your impressions on Captain Marvel number one, 2014. You can leave us a message on the Manker app, send us an MP3 file if you've got a longer message to send to us to kirbyskids at gmail.com or send us your thoughts in an email or how about joining our MeWe community, Kirby's Kids. All of these links are left in the show notes for you. In addition, if you would like a deeper context on the entire Captain Marvel journey and the evolution of the Carol Danvers character, please look at our previous episodes from this past month on Captain Marvel. I am sure you will enjoy this journey as much as we have. Excelsior!